1: Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary.
2: Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Ladies and gentlemen,
2: welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweets. Hello everyone, my name is Scott McLeod Welcome to a very special episode of Eat Sleep Suplex Retreat That is absolutely gallus <laughs> <laughs> As we are here to preview UK Takeover Blackpool But first let me introduce you my panel I myself like think thing myself as Mark Coffee, And that I have an older brother who gets most of the attention You're not can be argued I'm more talented <laughs> It's Ross McLeod, how are uh, I, I don't even know how to respond to that one to be honest with you That's, why they...
0: That's
2: quite a good one right. but Ross <laughs> is the host of our upcoming Royal Rumble quiz And Ross, be honest is there a roundabout
1: about There was. There was meant to be a visser around, but the the corrupt overlords are Quacku and Stephen Wilson uh, shouted me down from it. So there will be. They didn't think it would give
2: Gary an unfair advantage. <laughs> <laughs> if there was a visser, it would please our next member of the panel. He's absolutely howling on the hoots. <laughs> <It's> Gary can. <Cameron. laughs> Thanks,
0: Scott. I love that. Three seconds in, and we got a visser reference into oh. an NXT UK. Takeover I know, I know Quacky is listening to this right now going Oh for sake. Oh, I was. Did you notice I said NXT UK Takeover And didn't do a Johnny Saint and
1: say NXT Takeover Blackpool <laughs> UK Johnny Saint's like 105 year old He'd rather be in bed with a biscuit and a cup of tea Leave <laughs>
2: alone Honestly who better to talk about NXT UK Blackpool Because we are going to be in attendance There yeah. along with Sarah Grieve who couldn't be here Because in her words stop messaging you, I'm not going to be in your podcast, it's two in the morning (laughs) (laughs) And also, Lucy will be there, but she has for too much money (laughs) Don't worry, you get a stick of rock in Blackpool and that's that
1: Stock of rock in Blackpool I know, we've got celebrations in Haribo, clearly we did not negotiate well enough those well, are for the adults. We've got uh, on Saturday morning a three and a bit hour
0: road trip to the Blackpool. Of the road to take over for us probably starts at twelve noon on <laughs>
2: Saturday. It starts just <or> <laughs> going on the motorway, pointing to signs. <laughs> I think the Beastie
1: Boys song No Sleep Till Blackpool doesn't have as much a ring to it. Well it might cause some trouble on the motorway
2: when
0: we've seen the Blackpool sign and we stopped the car to get out to take a picture of the point sign. <laughs> <design. laughs>
2: it's not the same without the pyro going off around it though is it? <laughs> but before we get into it maybe make sure you're subscribed to us and all good podcast sites: Anchor, iTunes, Spotify give us a like, rate and subscribe. And make sure you give us five stars, maybe six, it's not possible, don't be stupid. And we <laughs> are follow us on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, all at suplexretweets. But first let's get into NXT UK as a whole. Also the UK brand's been going since three years ago at Blackpool with the first UK tournament. And obviously it's good that they're going back to where they started, but NXT UK, the show itself, was not announced until the Royal Albert Hall. What was your thoughts on this announcement? It kind of feels like we knew the show was coming, but it's got ages until it was announced again.
0: Well I was at the Royal Albert Hall the night it was announced and I was doing some live tweeting for <laughs> suplex retweet uh, and to say my phone went into meltdown <laughs> on the back of that so I got the little video clip of Triple H announcing it and we broke the news I think we are probably one of the first sites to break the news Follow suplex
1: retweet on Twitter for breaking wrestling news <laughs> um, hey,
0: Yeah, I was... Um, whilst it was rumoured that it was coming it had been rumored for a long time, yeah. and granted, it probably was only the world of sport getting commissioned that caused WWE to act. Mm-hmm. So, in the world world of WWE, you can, even though something's rumored, you never you, know, you yeah. can't believe it's going to happen until it happens. So, I was excited when it was announced. I left the the arena. I loved the two nights of the show there. I left the arena absolutely buzzing, but then became a bit frustrated at the lack of information from WWE because we knew that tapings Mm -hmm. were happening but we had no idea when this was going to air and what it was going to look like and then Mm -hmm. suddenly we got the little little club or trailer saying, coming soon and then it was here. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, because they even announced touring dates for uh, the tapings, they had Mm Cambridge, Birmingham, Plymouth and Liverpool and by the time it came out we were only had one taping left we were like three tapings yeah. behind so people who went to Liverpool were probably very confused as to what the hell is happening with us <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, obviously we are ICW fans and we were a wee bit frustrated with the fact we were in the midst of an Aaron Echo, Kenny Williams feud and, <laughs> Mark. and Joe versus Mark as well Kenny Williams obviously touring with the NXT UK brand and Mark and Joe, as we'll talk about later, have become like a a proper big part of this brand is becoming a whole there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we'll talk about their storyline later, but um, we were a wee bit frustrated, obviously, people going to Shugs. You know, it was two big matches we were promised, and then NXT UK came out. They had no announced date, they did it in the middle of July mm-hmm. on Shugs weekend, and then we were like, well, can we at least know when it's happening? Like, are you, are you filming four weeks of TV and then airing it the next week? Are we, yeah. like, what, what is happening? And obviously, like we said, very frustrating. No information was given, and then. Uh, I think it was that big an announcement, it was just sort of like on a Monday, then it's yeah. from Raw. Oh, by the way, see Wednesday uh Wednesday. If you've left the early on after NXT
2: normal, NXT UK, is on, work. <laughs> I think, uh, even though they couldn't be there, I think Shugs was still a the weekend of mm. wrestling regardless, because they kind of still, like, they brought in all these big guys from outside, and all oh, you wish they wouldn't always rely on the people outside, but it's still a great weekend, I think.
0: Um, oh, Shugs was fantastic, yeah. and we got those matches, and then we got mm-hmm. them at the Hydro,
1: yeah, but I think more. it had... Um, it lost some of its mm-hmm. momentum yeah, by yeah, then. It was, it was one of the ones we know this is happening eventually and I think that was so we talk about NXT UK as a whole. A lot of people came out and said NXT UK as a brand yeah. will damage independency and then I think a lot of ICW fans felt they were like they were verified in their opinion with that because obviously we get two big matches taken off as even though the shows were still amazing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah but obviously you said eventually they made it to the network and I want to see what your thoughts are on the show so far because within a couple of weeks of it airing they suddenly started doing the thing where they're rushing it airing two episodes a week rather than just the one. Mm-hmm. It kind of feels like they're rushing it because you realise how far behind they were.
0: Yeah, so the week three wasn't it? So we got one episode a week for the first two weeks. and yeah. week three we got episode three and four. And I, I would say just, just to go back of Scott, that I've really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, the first couple of episodes I thought were a wee bit slower to get started in the sense that they were establishing themselves and introducing the characters yeah. to to the to us. Uh, but the last couple of weeks I thought they've been, been really good particularly yeah. now they've got a destination that they're working towards mm-hmm. but that um, two episode thing, there was something um, one of the episodes I've watched recently said last month when Mastiff and Dennis <laughs> got together, was like, last month? That was, that was last week! Well,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, what you call it as well, I, I actually felt quite behind on NXT I'm still not fully caught up, but... Um,
2: not doing your homework for us! Yes,
1: I... Uh, yes, Mr. Johnny Saint, the, <laughs> the headmaster, would be upset, but... Uh, yeah, I was like, "Oh, it's only it's only about nine weeks, I mean, I'm, I'm not back to college to the six, I mean, I can, I can knock that out in about two days, you know what I mean? And then I forgot that it was two episodes a week, and I've had to... I was way back at episode three, I'm still only on episode 20, so I've <laughs> got two weeks I've still not watched, yeah. and obviously like, time of recording... There are two more to go. Yeah. I think it's a wee bit
0: peculiar because one of the things that we know WWE is really good at is their production. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I find it a wee bit odd that they've they've produced these shows and they've edited them but they have continued to release them as if they are happening weeks apart yeah. and mm-hmm. not just try to repackage it as a two-hour episode. Yeah. I, I think, think that would be smarter. Made.
1: I think they were planning on going to... Obviously, I think they still had the Blackpool date booked but... Yeah. We saw it as well with we Evolution and we were rumoured to be getting an NXT UK women's title match mm-hmm. but we they ended up putting that as the dark match because NXT TV still hadn't announced the NXT UK women's title to them and Rhea Ripley in a dark match Yeah, defending <laughs> yeah. a title that in kayfabe terms did not exist yet but <laughs> like the million dollar title
2: A <laughs> <laughs> Vista reference and a million dollar title reference 8 minutes in listen content
0: (laughs) just one of the other things I was going to say whilst we're talking about the production is the commentary I I much prefer the live commentary you know with the the commentators in the arena reacting to the, the environment round about them that clearly Edited in, but with <laughs> Vic Joseph and, uh, and Nigel McGuinness talking with the background, the SC UK logo behind them. I mean, it's so obvious it's been yeah.
1: edited in. I spoke to Scott about this earlier. I hate the commentary because we slate Michael Cole for buzzwords that are in his ear. Oh, a good. lot of these are, Mike, uh, are Nigel McGuinness off his own back. Did you know Nigel McGuinness wasn't 23 until he stepped in the ring? Because he mentions it every week. <laughs> every time we mention, the likes of. Rhea Ripley, Tony Storm, Tyler Bate, Dan Maloney, Pete Dunne, a lot of the younger uh, half of the NXT UK roster. Mm-hmm. It's, I find it extraordinary they are here. I didn't step in the ring until I was 23 years old. And there was actually one of the episodes I was watching today, I think it was about episode 17 or 18. He does it twice in the one show. <laughs> the same, you're like, my God, that. And obviously, uh, Gary, you obviously wrote down a couple of people that you think are just there to fill out the roster. Every time Wild Boar appears on T V. Did you know Wild Boar had his teeth knocked out during a bar fight? Do you know Joseph Connors has only got half an ear? Yes, yeah, you tell us every week. Even when he's not on screen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, before we, we started recording, uh, we were talking about the the roster. Yeah. And in my view there's a there's a stack of folk that have been that are signed that are just there mm-hmm. and it feels uh, from the outside looking in that there's there's no set direction for those folk yet so folk like tyson t-bone for example you know he was in the first tournament mm-hmm. got eliminated quite early on it was yeah the first, i think first, first round, round to your wolf, wolf, wolf he out, yeah and then um second tournament he was in i think again he went out and the first round the game, again at yeah, the mode. mode and has been sort of dropping around so there's folk that uh, we've seen in the last episode joseph connors i thought was going to probably be positioned as a bit more of a yeah you know a bit more of a spotlight on him he's not really had that in my view but he cuts a pr- pretty good promo in the last episode which hints that there might be something coming for him but yeah i think there's a bunch of folk on the the show that have yet to really establish themselves. um i won't go through the whole list but you know people like um emir jordan in the tag team with Kenny Williams, and Kenny Williams again is somebody that feels like he's he's not really been given, the, in my view, the opportunity yeah. to really shine just yet because we, we know what, what he can do in the ring. Liguero, whilst he's been in, you know, he's had matches again, he just sort of
1: feels there. Mm-hmm. It's like, and you know, these guys are capable of doing so much more. See, the thing with Joseph Connors, in Defiant, he was their world champion mm-hmm. and he had great matches with Joe Henry. he had a great feud with. He actually legitimately injured Drew McIntyre and it it worked into a great Mm storyline. He was a really good champion, he's a really good sadistic heel, really good really good, like you said, talker. Mm -hmm. And like I mentioned earlier with Hydro McGuinness's commentary, it's just like gimmick, half an ear. (laughs) Like I I know, but, but like you wouldn't know it if like his hair covers it up his hair covers it 90% of the time it's just like (laughs) they kind of just bully him in those promo packages like go on, get your hair out get your
2: hair out I bet bet the commentators have like a a paper with somebody's name and a wee, a single line or even single word next to like Amir Jordan, dancing Kenny Williams, lucky Mm -hmm. mention this aspect of them any possible moment but think
0: Sorry, so I was just going to say on the commentary, just building your point there, I, I, I was gutted when I seen Vic Joseph on <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> um I thought Marrow done a great job at the tournament, mm. and before that we had JR doing it. And correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I think, was JR not signed with the intention, signed by WWE with the intention that he would broadcast the UK division?
2: I think so, because he was going to be with World of Sport originally. He was on yeah. their pilot episode
1: at yeah. New Year's. Yeah, he was at World of Sport. He did the the NXT UK Championship Special from Norwich, which mm-hmm. led to the Bait Dunn Classic at yeah. NXT TakeOver Chicago, and he was on commentary that as well. Mm-hmm. And before that, we had Michael Cole with a Greetings Grapples fan. Mm-hmm. That was his only bad line of the night. The rest of the him and Nigel there were absolutely superb, but I think now it comes across, like you said, obviously that horrible green screen does come across very studio edited, yeah. and some of the stuff isn't very... I, I look forward to TakeOver because yeah. when you watch it back on the network, I think their commentary will be stellar, yeah. because they'll let allowed to just let loose. I
0: yep. should know the answer to this uh, this question. I was just about to ask you, but I probably I've not looked into it because I'm going to take over. It's take over live on the network on Saturday. I think. I think, I think it so, be because
2: yeah. the yeah. Yeah, the tournament originally was live, so I believe this will be live as well. But yeah, mm-hmm. Toby about joseph like a less charming uh, or less charismatic Tom Phillips. That's how I look at it. <laughs> Yeah, Tom
1: Phillips, who's a less charismatic Michael Cole, it's like a Russian doll, they're just all the same commentary. Yeah,
2: no, they get smaller and smaller and smaller. <laughs> God knows what what's, comes after very Vic Joseph. Oh. Mike uh, Adamly. <laughs> 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 he was great in Gladiators. <laughs> <laughs> You're
1: probably
0: too young to remember the American Gladiators, he was brilliant on that. <laughs> nope, really mark
2: that down as an obscure
1: reference Gladiators. No, gladiators, Viscera, and who was the other one? The Million Dollar Title. The Million Dollar Title.
2: <laughs> but tell me you list of people who were just there. It kind of stands out even more the fact that there's only 4 matches that we Mm -hmm. know of for this card and which leaves a lot of people off the guard, like Jordan Devlin, he's been a big part of, Mm -hmm. and they're teasing a thing between him and Travis Banks, Like how is that not a good opening match? These two guys kicking the hell out of each other because they hit hard.
0: I don't want to give away any spoilers but from what I've read of the shows that are going to air on the network on Wednesday, there will be
1: a fifth match added.
2: That one. But,
1: yeah. We're not going to talk about it, so do you want to just tell us if you're listening in? Skip the next five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> well, the rumor I'd seen is that Travis Banks and Jordan Devlin will
0: have a match at Takeover, which I'm sure will be a great match. Yeah. But again, you know, luckily Takeover sold out based on it being Takeover. Yeah. Because the
1: build for this, mm-hmm. uh, this particular show, has not been that. It's not been that stellar. See, I, I tend to disagree, but that's because I've watched 18 episodes in the past two days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I went out for a family party lunch today. Mm-hmm. And before waiting on my Uber, I was watching like the latest episode of yeah. NXT UK. Well,
0: the reason I say that it's not been that stellar, if you think in chronological cl- terms of when the programmes were released, the programme, the NXT UK episode that announced TakeOver, was aired three weeks ago.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm and that's when the matches have subsequently been mm-hmm. announced and so you're announcing the card mm-hmm. with
1: essentially less than two weeks notice Yeah, because yeah. I, I remember obviously yeah, Scott was watching it and mm-hmm. writing about it for wrestling blogs We plug venus videos, got right?
2: Yeah, it's a particularly annoying rating for them because if it's two episodes because Annie you write about it and add another rate of thoughts in and then that other rate of rates the next one and you sent him my thought so, I need a rush to get mines washed and then watch the other one. I was like, do we have no consideration for the little guys?
1: <laughs> so, we uh, obviously, you were covering it, and I was like, have they an inch takeover yet? Like, no, like, really? Because I just went on Wikipedia and read the entire card. Yeah, because,
2: like, it's definitely difficult with pre recorded programme, the, mm-hmm. the era of social media, that everybody will find out about it eventually.
1: Yeah. I think, the, hopefully,
0: going forward, the the scheduling will work. It's like NXT US yeah. is in a bit of a groove, and you. Yeah the way they, they do the recording, mm-hmm. and the gap between the show, so there's going to be a show in Coventry on, in February, mm-hmm.
1: so I suspect the gap between them being filmed and released will be much shorter than the Probably. ones that we have seen. Yeah, because they've honestly. announced a, a second night, but it's going to be the aftermath, so I assume what, February 21st and 22nd? No, the 23rd, 22nd,
2: 23rd, like the two nights, it's it's the the Friday, Friday Saturday, Saturday before the uh, square roof.
1: So obviously we have got that, so I imagine it'll probably be like five weeks, maybe, because they'll maybe do what they do with NXT US, which is maybe have two or three matches before the show, and then you'll have like maybe four weeks of TV, so that's five weeks worth of. Tapings. Yeah, because up until now it's, it looks like they've been doing six episodes per taping, mm-hmm. so you yeah just like like do... three
0: episodes of one night
2: through the next yeah, exactly,
0: yeah. Uh, and I suspect you're right, Ross. That at Takeover they'll film a couple of matches, start matches, which will then they'll use in subsequent meets and they might do a bit of a mm-hmm. highlighter recap of what happened, mm-hmm. which is what they usually do in NXT after a Takeover show, isn't it?
2: Yeah, like the whole uh, Jordan Devlin-Travis Banks scene they were teasing it, essentially based on Travis Banks not being home in ages. It was like Jordan Devlin was like, a dad told grew up, son. Have you phoned your mum, son? When was the last time you talked to your mother?
0: <laughs> it's unfortunate that Travis Banks turned up at the first tapings with that injury, because mm-hmm. yeah. I suspect uh, the spot he would have had would have been slightly different. Yeah,
2: and I think that's part of the reason why everybody's complaining about this whole no-indie show a week before a h- taping. I think Travis Banks' injury is the reason why that is yeah. happening. Yeah, well,
1: they've just recently, obviously Pete Dunne and Tyler Bay and Lagero at the time of recording, have all put out like "Thank you very much" to you know like and all the indie promotions they've worked with, Mm -hmm. and I think they're going to be the full time ones. I think as much as people are complaining, WWE are putting a lot of money into this, and there's a lot of investment going into this, and them telling people like a week before a big show or a week before a set of tapings when they're only taping once every six weeks, I don't think it hampers guys that much. It's like. So one week out of every sorry, two weeks out of every six you can't do and this shows because one yeah. it's the rest period and two it's the taping. I don't think that's mm-hmm much of a happiness. Yeah, it's a bit like a professional footballer, you, would, you wouldn't
0: allow, a professional football team wouldn't allow one of their players to go and play five a side yeah. <laughs> the night before one of their matches, so I think it's perfect. I can understand why
1: people have picked up on that point, but equally I think it's actually if I was WWE I think it's quite appropriate. Sorry, just to that point of you wouldn't let a professional footballer play five a sides. My dad used to work with a friend of Alan Gow when he played for Rangers. And as anyone who knew, watched Strangers at that time knew Alan Gow was nowhere near that first team. So I don't think there were many complaints when he showed up to the playroom one night and played yeah. five-a-sides. <laughs> 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 Sitting there like, I've played five-a-sides with a professional footballer. It's not fun. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, wrote I said, the ball after him once and I was that surprised that he took it back after.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I said, Jordan Devlin, Charles Banks, at the time recording, we don't know if they're going on, but you've got like of Mark Andrews, Flash Morgan Webster, mm-hmm. Ken like like, Williams, Joseph Conrad, all that, a lot of the women... Uh, Island Mark
0: Coffey and Wolfgang are
2: currently yeah. not in the card They'll likely accompany Joe Coffey to the yes. ring, but they're not wrestling because uh, they lost out to Mustache Mountain. What the hell must spend, get their spot on the card?
1: See, I would have preferred if it was, because we've seen the matches uh, throughout, I'd have preferred if it was Gibson and Drake against Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. For the simple fact that we know Gallus are going to be in the corner of Joe. Yeah. I'd like to have seen British Strong Style all together because that is sort of what this rivalry is built around It's a case of we've been British Wrestling for the past 10 years Uh You know, British Wrestling didn't start in 2017 at the Blackpool
2: Empress
1: Ballroom I remember there've been that many places. So I remember
2: us. You're gonna be there in a week. I know. <laughs> not gonna be sure. wandering in Blackpool. Anyone seeing the the thing with?
1: I'm gonna sh- gonna show up to this road trip with like a t-shirt that says London, baby. Use it.
2: Well, oh, <laughs> she do know where
1: we're going. Yeah, <laughs> I London. Lucy's
2: well, got an Angus Tippett saying We need that thing for us. right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he said. We also have also been teasing a thing with a uh, Phoebe Night and team when with Marcel Barthel and mm-hmm. against Andrews and Webster, and it's kind of assuming that they're gonna cost them. They respond the next coming match with uh, Gibson and Drake. I don't know why they can just like have Gallus and those two guys and like kind of a, a fourteen fatal as mm. you would probably call
0: it. <laughs> fourteen fatal. That'd be a historic first time ever.
2: Yes. sake. Oh, I can't <laughs> get none, away of that from that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, none of that to you. None of that. But, yeah, and also Marcel and Midnight you know, when they got together, the commentators. could this be a start of a European Union like. Oh god, because you've made a more blatant reference here. I know. I think we'll call him Team Brexit. I know. <laughs> uh, speaking of, like we talked about him before, Johnny saying, like I said, he's like a confused granddad, which is probably why Sid Scallops had to be put with him. Ross mm-hmm. said he's like the neighbour next door. He's ball You kicked in his garden. Yeah,
1: yeah. He's obviously a legend in the British industry, and I think it's why they wanted to add them. But for adding someone like him, not many of the current like generation. Know who he is? Like, mm-hmm. world of sport had its heyday and ended yeah. originally in the, the mid eighties, I believe. What well, to be I mean, fair, uh, early years, yeah. Fair. I'm not familiar with. I I know, I know his legend, but I I'm not. For, I've not seen yeah. any of his yeah. work. He's sort of like the guys, obviously, when mm-hmm. people talk about British wrestling. They talk Rolla Rocco, Kenzo Nakasaki, Big Daddy, Giant Haystacks. You know all these mm-hmm. people, and he always gets mentioned as well. And they've thrown him into this mm-hmm. role that he's not used to. And I th- that's why I say I think Sid Scala, he's obviously an enhancement talent, he recently got injured He's obviously very comfortable in the mic yeah. And they've decided, right, we like you, Johnny Saint needs a bit of help, we have no plans to push you Let's you know, like throw them together. I, I think Sid
0: Scala's done quite well. To be after. fair, you're absolutely right. He has really <laughs> grasped the opportunity. JR talks about uh, wrestlers maximising their minutes, mm-hmm. and and Sid Scala's definitely done that. And he is really good on the mic. Yeah, I
2: heard like from someone who was there that apparently when they uh, did the unveiling the title, he had, he probably inadvertently kept interrupting Johnny Cena and got booed for it. <laughs> but yeah, also, my, the
1: funny thing because he does have an earpiece, he's probably been told. Listen, Johnny's flubbed his lines. Like, can you maybe like divert attention away from it? And right, if he has to be the poor guy to make the yeah. legend look good, then
2: like, I think he's kind of his is more understandable than when Kurt Angle came and kept flubbing his lines when he was oh, watching. God, you. I mean, with Johnny
0: Saint, we wonder going forward maybe his role should be making proclamations behind the scenes. Yeah, so they like, can do play cameo playing Yeah.
2: And my favourite, favourite moment of Joey St is where there was almost a confrontation between Gellis and very outside of Birmingham, I believe it was, or yeah. Birmingham or Plymouth. Yeah. And Joey Saint's getting between them and they're like, Right, out of here, off with you. Right,
1: like, <laughs> off with like, you. Like
2: right. try to chase some kids that are coming to his garden. Away with you I know your mother.
1: Yeah. <laughs> don't kick that football in my flabobit again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but anyway, I think we've talked enough about that. Let's get into the actual matches that we will see. there are obviously, I don't think, like a regular team will have matches to before for TV but we we'll might get some dark matches from some people who Let's get into the the one match that isn't for a tile it's a non-disqualification match, as Joyce we called it. <laughs> it's Eddie Dennis versus Dave Mastiff or Dave Mastiff, as Dave Dave Huffey was called. <laughs> <laughs> that French guy. <laughs> that French man from the Black Country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, thoughts on both these guys first off. The have both been positioned as this like mo- these the two monsters that make the UK and a few weeks back, Mastiff defeated Death, gave Death his first loss, but Dees still annoyed about that and going after mm-hmm. Dave Mastiff and obviously their match, the match ended in a non-finish and Which is why we have this match mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on both these guys, Russell, start with you
1: I love Dave Mastiff, I think I knew of him he's like a lot of these guys that came into NXT UK like Leggero and Dave Mastiff <laughs> 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 uh, Dave Mastiff has came in and he's somebody I knew but I'd never really seen much of and I think his gimmick has been done very well. Like, a lot of times, WWE bring in a big guy and it's just like straight away throw him to the, throw him to the title. And mm-hmm. he doesn't win the title, he sort of flounders yeah. until he gets given the, yeah. the fat guy likes to Stadantrol. You know, Brotus Clay, Rikishi, Lysera.
2: But well, I, well, for all you we know, he we did Massive other and he could be good, be the hip hop hippo like Albert. Jesus
1: Christ, oh, yeah, Tim Sally got a sweet, you get dubbed sweet tea, yeah, but, uh, Dave Mastiff I think, has been really good. I did like the, the start of this rivalry. The obviously the wee mini feud with Tyson Tebow and where Tyson Tebow went is that it is that all you've got for me and as he's walking back up the ramp. The camera starts shaking like yeah, Jurassic Park. I,
2: I do love that um, presentation. Like this, you see the feet and the rumbling. like mm-hmm. yeah. And
1: Dave Mastiff starts walking to the ring. Mastiff's brilliant. I, he's actually who I've got to win this match. Eddie Dennis, on the other hand, I just think he's so wooden. He's his facial expressions just look like a sort of corny made for TV horror movie villain.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> he look was there not a drama class in that school he taught in? Like,
2: <laughs>
1: so Dave Mastiff is like a bulky big man. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He's and he throws his weight around. Whereas Eddie Dennis, it it just looks it just looks lanky. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's believable. I do like the whole presentation of when he interrupted Mastiff saying, hey, "Excuse me." They want to talk to the monster of the brand That's actually me I thought that Aye. was good That's his only convincing bit I think he's his facial expressions and his promo skills Bar the sit-down interviews which were great
2: Yeah
1: I, I don't see much there And I, I can see Mastiff <laughs> eh, squashing him And then just
2: Yeah,
1: like Leading to a new feud
2: Those uh, pre-tapes that you said at the start Kind of hint that there's future plans for uh, is, But I said to you The way he scrunchies his face When he comes out like As if he's been told Right, look mean <laughs> Like <laughs> Skip tail
1: <laughs> Yeah, he must yeah, I think he might be possibly outside of the ring, one of the nicest guys in the world. I'm sure it's, he just, is. it's just like one of those ones that's not that. Na- like, <laughs> you hear heels themselves talk about, like, I just try to be the biggest asshole I can be when I'm being a heel, and I think. Eddie Dennis is just one of those naturally nice people that can't be mean. Mm-hmm.
0: I think you're right, Ross, about Mastiff. I think he's been he's been really well positioned in this, and he has he was on the first episode, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. He yeah. squashy or nearly killed Sid Scowler, didn't he? Yeah, I think yeah. Ma- Ma- Nigel really well
2: th- said what Scala weighs is probably as much as the Mastiff had for breakfast. Yeah,
0: <laughs> so Mastiff's been really well positioned. He's had matches against Sid Scala Dan Maloney, Tyson T Bone, the Wild Boar, and Eddie Dennis. Mm-hmm. Now, so he's had. You know, he's had a fair amount of TV time amongst us and I think the evolution of the character's been quite good. Because he didn't get the the greatest spotlight at the Royal Albert Hall. He yeah. got eliminated in what would have been the second round, but the first round on the night by, yeah. by Joe Coffey in an excellent match. I thought i enjoyed that one. The evolution of the character, so with, he's now the bomber, Dave Mastiff. Mm-hmm you've got that sort of earthquake yeah. in- entrance he looks different now with the the Vader-esque Yeah, I love the vader well. and did you notice when he was cutting his promo just before Dennis interrupted him yeah. um, a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago he was about to challenge Pete Dunne mm-hmm. and the crowd I thought really popped for mm-hmm. it Yeah. so I think the, the future
1: looks bright for, for the big French guy because yeah. <laughs> he also said as well the original promo that started this feud which I thought was really good he went. Well, what is left when you're a monster that's destroyed all the competition? Mm-hmm. The NXT title, and I'll, I'll get in there later on. I actually have Joe winning the title, and I think he's first feud will be remastered.
2: I, I do think that's a good title, or at least like kind of a first defence before a rematch after doing the line with Pete. But yeah, and I think this kind of seems to be kind of an unofficial number one contenders match, where like they have them on NXT all the time, where you have the title match we have also got these two guys in the middle of the card who can easily challenge for the belt and you can tell that the winner is also kind of the next big show going to challenge yeah. for the belt I see that being here, can anyone disagree or?
1: No, it's kind of like the Black-Gargano situation, Black's the number one contender at TakeOver yeah. the TakeOver before which we watched at Dave's House Party 2, Electric <laughs> Boogaloo <laughs> <laughs> The birth of the Pigs and Blankets chant <laughs> <laughs> uh, We uh, yeah, we, we watched that obviously, uh, to Black defeated Gargano then mm-hmm. and that's sort of led to the title match of the US Takeover, so I think you're in my show. So,
2: do we have uh, Matt to win winning this or...? I do, yes. Ross? Yeah, Eddie Dennis, I think, will continue to
1: squash lower card guys and then I think it will be put into the Cassius ono sort of mm-hmm. role, where he'll beat so many people and then the the shiny new toy, as yes. uh, Cassius okay. Ono calls it, takes out. I do, Dennis.
0: Yeah. Part of the reason I went for, for massive in this is thinking through who needs to win more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you could make a case to say that Dennis needs to win, but well, what does that do in terms of advancement of TV and what do you do next with him? Whereas Mastiff, if he loses, does that hurt him? Arguably yes, arguably no, but if he's going to then go on to challenge for the title, you want him being hot for that and yeah. and if we're going to have a heel champion, he needs a baby face to go up against.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping, like, doing the lane Eddie uh, Downs from this goes on to face with, you, with either Dunn or Mark Andrews because are the guys he specifically mentioned and he's opening vignettes for uh, mm-hmm. he had to sit at home while they were mm-hmm. starting this UK brand. Andrews and, would be a good one because yeah. he can play that
0: part that you were alluding to, Ross, of mm-hmm. being the sort of bully,
1: you know, the big bully. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think as well, uh, whoever wins the tag title match, I could maybe see their first defence being against Webster and Andrews. Yeah. And maybe Eddie Dennis costing them that. Like, you know, I'll cost you your dreams because you took mine. You know, you went ahead and got in the first UK tournament.
2: I remember, like, I've, it's Andrews and Dennis have had their Freedom Progress, and, like, Dennis, we've got really a personal way. Like, you've used everybody, you use me to get over in progress, you your mum and dad for free rent, and you've used Wrestling to get over your shitty band. <laughs> that band that, the band that seems to be an against the fear Band because you can't stop forgetting mentioning them. Oh,
1: crap. Every single time. That's Junior with Fall to Pieces. Mark Andrews is actually in that band. <laughs> My God, do you get a do you get a plug every time you He's mention that song? He's in commission.
2: <laughs> and I think he did mention their new album at when the uh, the horror award goes easiest twenty bucks ever made. Though no,
1: it's like uh, R. Kelly every time he uh, steals. I'll be watching you. Uh, <laughs> what's his face? Sting. How do I not remember a singer named after a pissing wrestler on a wrestling podcast? <laughs> Sting goes ka ching!
2: Well, that down, R. Kelly and Sting, both huh. versions. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, we talked about Chance earlier. Somebody who's had some very dread creative chance thrown at them. Zach Gibson. Oh. Who will be teaming with James Drake, the Grizzled Young Veterans. They're not called Grizzled
0: that Young Veterans. Sorry. Say guys, it right. guys, we need to take our shoes off when no. we talk about <laughs> it. <Shoes> <laughs> <off>. <laughs>
2: Make sure you're easily removable shoes on takeover. Yeah. The Grizzled Young Veterans are not called Andary, but they should be against Mustache Mountain to crown the first ever NXT UK Tag Team Champions. Let's first talk about Gibson as a heel so far, it's just been unbelievable since the UK Tournament.
1: Amazing, he's so, I like him so much on TV and yet whenever I see him in like, person, much like ICW Fear and Loathing, or like we're going to see in Blackpool, you just can't help but, it. it's like a it's a natural reaction yeah. just to boom, because I think he takes, like the not to disparage Anthony for Liverpool but he does play up the puddling mm-hmm. accent mm-hmm. and he, he ramps it right up much like yeah. Joe Coffey like we'll talk about later he he ramps up his Glasgow accent every time the crowd ch- chants we don't understand you mm-hmm. he starts going Ah Gallus Gallus <laughs> he ramps up the puddling accent and he, when you hear him normally talk he's got such a normal toned voice but mm-hmm. he makes it so squeaky and yeah. so annoying and I don't think like we talked about it on our our look back show of the twenty seventeen UK tournament and our yeah. look ahead to the 2018, one that we did not see anyone barred Zach Gibson winning in that course. tournament
2: because by then Dunn had kind of transitioned to uh, a face by that point. So mm-hmm. you need a good heel for him to go up against, like you said earlier. If you're going to have a heel champion, a face for him to go up against, and yeah. Gibson fit that role perfectly.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The I don't think this got, promo got aired or, on the on the network, but after. Gibson won the tournament at the Royal Albert Hall he cut a promo and it took him ages to finish it because the booze in the building it was Champa style nice. he he was getting booed out the building it was amazing and he he lapped it up and delivered it he's, he's amazing in what he does i've got a bit of a contro, might be a controversial statement to make now and that i think he's wasted in the tag
1: division i think he um he's a He's a top tier talent. I think he's only in the tag division at the minute because they have positioned him to such a high standard mm-hmm. that they can't not have him on the first takeover. They put all that effort. Obviously they weren't ready to take the title off done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that with progress and with his team with James Drake being so popular in the British independence scene mm-hmm. they needed someone popular to go up uh, someone popular mm-hmm. as heels I should say mm-hmm. to go up against the megastars which have now which have now became in Mustache Mountain. Mm-hmm. And I think he will float about. However, James Drake is, is a gorgeous man compared to Zach Gibson's. Well, <laughs> Zach Gibson's as yes, a kind of called. Yes, Never has a more beautiful man be called such a disparaging name, ass face. <laughs> yeah. But um, he has a likability about him as well that doesn't transition well when he's teamed with Gibson. So, mm-hmm. like you said, I think I can. They're they're my picks to win it. But I can see when they eventually lose the titles, yeah. Gibson turning on James Drake yeah, for yeah. Gibson to go back into yeah. the main roster. About, a lot singles division. How
2: about Drake and Gillian? Where he rank on the Nathan Fisher scale of handsomeness?
1: He's <laughs> he's certainly built better than Nathan, but I mean, me and Gary only having eyes for Nathan, I think. I think. The, the truly handsomest The leader though. of the handsome man's club. Yeah, leader of the handsome man's club at ESSR.
2: And now we just wish Nathan was here. We may not have a lot to add, but he'll get lost in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you're talking about, uh, when you're talking about creating the first ever NXT tag team, UK tag team champions, Mustache Button were also going to be one of those teams, because since the beginning, they've been a part of the brand, being the first UK champion, and they've kind of been the UK's first real team for a while, because at the start, there was them, and there were a lot of other, like, thrown together teams and now Gibson and Drake have come up in the back by that heel heat for Gibson, so I'm going to say, who do you think needs to win this more, is more deserving of being the first ever tag team champions? I
1: think Gibson and Drake need it more because we always talk about, and we even talked about it on our Glow special, I'm plugging every show tonight, I'm going, I'm going to try to get every show in here somehow, <laughs> we plugged it on our Glow season 1 uh, review show that uh, it's it's the chase that makes it. It's the mm. chase. It's the run to the title. It's trying to beat the big bad. What does
2: a game show
1: have to do with anything? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think Gibson and Drake winning it puts Drake on a par with Gibson mm-hmm. because in WWE's eyes at the minute Gibson has the money. Mm-hmm. It gives them a storyline moving forward. It gives Mustache Mountain something to chase. It also gives the likable teams of Amir Jordan, Kenny Williams, and Flash Morgan Webster, Mark Andrews, something to chase. And obviously, like we said, I think in WWE they're only teamed together temporarily Yeah So I can see this leading to a James Drake, Zach Gibson feud maybe about six months down the line So I think they're my pick and I think Gibson and Drake do need the
2: one. And they're kind of polar opposites Whereas Drake's more the silent type. I mean, whether or not that's by choice because Gibson's such a good talker, but <laughs> he, he doesn't name. really, he's good in the ring and he doesn't really need to talk. He's mm-hmm. got Gibson to do all that for him. Yeah, it's so my
0: pick for the match is, I'm going to split the vote here because I'm going to go for Mustache Mountain. I've got my oh. Mustache Got my Mustache Mountain t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this is a case, I'm going to say this again when we come on to talk about the women's title, I think the, the title needs Mustache Mountain more than moustache mountain need the titles and then yeah. to give it like, some credibility uh these because it's a new title and it's not your know, first time ever i think moustache mountain deserve to be the first ever nxt uk tag champions and i think yeah. they all help enhance the
1: the belts i'd say uh, we talked about obviously first time ever champions i think a lot of the times wwe do these things for people to like hang their hat on like they hang tyler bates hat on the fact that he's the youngest singles champion in WWE, and he's the young. Uh, he's the first ever UK champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trent Seven's got the fact that he's an NXT ta- uh, NXT US that is, tag champ, and I think Zach Gibson and James Drake. Well, Zach Gibson has the UK Championship tournament 2018 mm-hmm. winner. And yeah. his hat on. James Drake doesn't have a lot to like brag about mm-hmm. in WWE terms. That is, so I think they need to win more, just so it's like from then on out, it's much like. Although he's much better than both of them, it's like the Heath Slater Rhino sort of thing. Like they were the first ever tag team champions over on SmackDown. It's something they can constantly bring up when, yeah. when James Drake is either in a position to win a title or even if he's just being brought out to put someone over.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, before I get into who I think is going, what do you think of the tag team titles themselves? Because the women's one kind of looks like a, a variation on the women's titles we see on the main roster, and the uh, main UK title looks like someone would see like avert in the. Style of the world or universal title, just put that different nameplate on. But these are some completely different of to me, like something you'd see a progress.
1: Yeah, but there was the, <laughs> the bit of the, the botch. If you'll not see this on Botch Club right enough because it was WWE's own mistake. It was, uh, <laughs> the fact that they first designed these titles and it said NXT UK tag titles and the uh, UK covered up the actual UK part of the globe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is a bit of a mistake uh, not particularly on the titles but just on the, the tag team landscape in NXT UK because there's some bloody random teams in yeah. there there oh. does need to be some um,
2: you know proper teams brought together you've got Puxley and Keebo and a.k.a. the mad bastards <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah I'll say the vote split and I'm actually going to go with uh, Gibson and Drake because I think Kevin. them again like you said to kind of happened being the first to tag but also then them Taking that heat they've already got and kind of can see how much further they can take it with having a decent length reign to the belts, and then you can have that pop either the next takeover even further down the line when someone eventually takes the titles off them, whoever yeah. that is. Once they've hopefully built some more teams up.
1: Yeah, because can you imagine like in Glasgow uh, with maybe Gallus beating them for the titles, or maybe like if they went to Birmingham, uh, Mustache Mountain, Mustache Mountain would probably get pop anywhere, but you know yeah, that whole town. Just- them winning it, you know, I think plus Zach Gibson's promos when he like soon to be recognized as the first ever mm-hmm. NXT UK tag champions, you know. And it's, it's sorry, it's, I, I compare him to a Kevin Owens style heel where mm-hmm. he brags about it, but when it comes to it, he can beat you within the rules completely by the book. And I think that's something good as well because he always goes, I told you. I was coming to WWE, I did it, I told you I was going to win the UK tournament, I did it, I told you I was going to win the tag titles, I did it, it's a third thing and he can keep adding and Yeah, keep adding, absolutely. And keep adding. That
2: really wraps up the heat and obviously gets people more angry and gets the booze get louder and more shoes go off. <laughs> 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 and to our next championship match, it's Tony Storm challenging Rhea Ripley for the NXT UK Women's Championship. Also this being a rematch of the finals of the to crown the first champion which <coughs> happened in Birmingham. With uh we also come out on top. What are your thoughts on Rhea kinda of being the first uh, UK champion? where well, female UK champion? Wouldn't wouldn't have been my choice. Yeah. Would not have been my choice. Because uh, even it broke up on commentary about Tony Storm and her connection to the UK season. Yeah. So that seems to be like it always choice of a lot of people, but then it kind of came out in over and we Ripley. because she previously can see on the medium Classic. Yeah.
0: And she looks you know, when you see her especially Uh, against the NXT UK ladies she seems enormous beside
1: Mm -hmm. them in terms of her physique 5 foot 9 as well Uh former football, soccer for our American listeners former (laughs) uh, footballer in Australia yeah she's she wouldn't have been my choice much like Gary but I think the fact that I think they knew they were going to go all in with Tony Storm winning the May Young Classic because these things are obviously decided Mm -hmm. as soon as they book these tournaments she was going to win it I think she will win in Blackpool uh, however, the fact that Rhea Ripley wasn't just another face in the crowd, like, you know, the, the NXT uh, title itself, the first tournament Seth Rollins was always going to win that Yeah. and, you know, he beats Jinder Mahal in the final obviously he did win the WWE title about 10 years later, but, you know, he didn't do much after that this Jinder is, would have
2: the last laugh years later
1: though Yeah, this is the sort of thing where the tournament winner was the one that needed it the most uh, Tony Storm, much again, the money is in the chase Yeah. She wins the Me Young Classic. Her, the fact that it aired after the Me Young Classic makes Real Ripley look even better. Mm-hmm. She didn't do it by fluke. She won clean as a whistle. Yeah. She took uh, Tony Storm out,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then it works. It works in her favour. So even if she loses here, it's like, well, actually, you've beat me. I have beat you. You know, we need a we need a rubber match to see who the best player, person is. Yeah. And much like we said earlier, we James Drake having something to hang his hat on. We are Ripley now has the I was the first ever mm-hmm. historic <laughs> women's NXT champion. Yeah, so the role
0: the well, the the spot that Wee Ripley currently has is a spot that I more envisioned Ginny playing to start with. so yeah. somebody mm-hmm. from the UK scene that had <clears throat> been positioned so the audience were primed for her mm-hmm. to be to be the leading heel mm-hmm. of that of, of the division and the first person to go up against Tony for the yeah. title. So, uh, I was a wee bit surprised for that reason. I I, just, I don't know if it was just me assuming that the person that eventually became the champion for that for that division would be would be from yeah, this would be for, or or at least really working within the UK, not Zenfope. somebody that was. <laughs> yeah,
1: I <know>. not somebody <laughs> Why don't you really... just yell Brexit means Brexit, Gary? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of feel like when you, the appearance of the team from Jenny since that tournament, the women's championship tournament it kind of feels like Ripley is in the spot that she's most up playing and I don't think they've uh, gone around to setting up like uh, secondary stories for the Romans and everything yet so yeah. she's kind of had to float about and the thing is we Ripley, she's had two successful defences since then against Isla Dawn and Plymouth and Deanna Parazzo and Liverpool mm-hmm. like I said, she's taller than all of people, so you, so she can kind of ragdoll people when she looks more dominant, especially when she does that Kind of reverse clover least, the submission that kind of mm-hmm. looks like a lot of the women are kite kind also of so it looks like they're properly being bent. Mm-hmm. So it's like usually I'd say it's kind of too early to take the belt off her, but then again, Storm is clearly in for a big push because she's a clear part of this brand and she won the Medium Classic. So it's mm-hmm. kind of, I'm kind of divided on who to go for.
1: Yeah, I think on a lot of the promotional posters for the next taping, I uh, don't know if it's telling, I don't know if it's just these were done months in advance, but the Coffees and James Drake aren't on the poster and. We are Ripley isn't on the poster, so there's three people that are in uh, title matches that aren't on the promotional uh, material.
2: Yeah, is there a thing like if Gibson and Drake win the tag titles and if Coffee takes up goes away with the UK title, it's kind of a weird thing. Like, is it right to have all of your champions all be heels? Because like, although it can be said, heel champs are usually more entertaining than heels, than face champions because the chase and all that. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't normally expect
0: to see if you've got three titles to see them all mm-hmm. around the waist of of heels yes. in that ways. Um I would also normally I would I would agree with you, Scott, uh, with the statement you made. Sorry, um, to say it is too soon to take the title off somebody. Normally I would say yes to that, but in this yeah. case I'm saying no. It won't be because I think. I, I, I think Tony Storm should be the person that's leading this new division
2: yeah.
0: forward and we've seen NXT UK a couple of times now, so for the first batch of tapings, Noam Dar, we mm-hmm. brought in, mm-hmm. did two matches, not seen them since. Yeah, no, it's
2: kind of weird why Danny Burch haven't been back, Danny why, Jay, why Jack Gallagher hasn't been made a part of this. Yeah,
0: da- Danny Burch came in for the second lot of tapings, did two matches, he's away, and for the third batch of tapings, um, I think it was the third batch. We had Diona come across and do great matches. I thought Uh, I really enjoyed her match with with Ripley. Um, So, whilst Ripley has been at, you know, been a consistent presence, I don't see her being like a full time player here. I I think we can see more of her, I would expect to see more of her time spent in the US.
1: Yeah, I think she might go to the, the main one, but. I think you'd say the same thing about uh, Tony Storm. Obviously, the time they've put into her, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised to see Ripley retain and maybe keep the chase going. Maybe retains by nefarious means, and it maybe it gives. I was reading online that the the tapings themselves they mm-hmm. are while they are well attended, they aren't sellouts a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe at the next set of tapings, you could maybe have yeah. the likes of uh, Tony Storm beat her then. Yeah. And it stops, like you said, three heel champions and at the same time gives the sort of aura like the, the WWE love to brag about. Anything can happen in the WWE. Yeah,
2: well, it seemed like it said too soon. It also seemed too soon to take the UK belt off of Cather
0: Bate. We've got somebody who's just gate crashed Scott to give us a view, <laughs> a, on, run in. <laughs> uh, a view on who's going to win between Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm. So Lucy is with us, our youngest podcaster. So let who's your pick, Tony Storm or Rhea Ripley? Tony Storm. Tony Storm. Why do you think Tony's coming away with black from Blackpool with the belt? Because um, after she won in um, May on classic, and then she got beat by Rhea Ripley, so I think that you now she's came back and she's fired up, so she's going to win it.
1: That's, That's a good point. point. Mhm. Not blue. Are you
2: looking forward to going to
1: Blackpool? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you buzzing to be stuck in a car with me, Sarah and Scott? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I, I was
1: waiting on a no. I <laughs> mm-hmm. think you're the only one does isn't it? We're stuck in the car with the three of us because Gary's not looking forward to it. Oh. <laughs> well,
2: she clearly a better manners than a father. <laughs> yes, this, no. is why,
1: this is why Lucy is the favourite Kernahan and Stevenson on the podcast.
0: The reason I'm ready because I'm going to hold up my sign the whole drive pointing
1: to Dad. What, saying I'm more stupid? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm in the front seat, so make sure it's pointing the right way, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so...
2: Well Ross doesn't seem to know where the venue is so you might need yes. to find out.
1: him Don't let Scott or Sarah hold it as they will point it at me like, look, hey stupid <laughs> Are you
2: sure about that?
1: <laughs> 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 Thanks Lucy I'm not like, the tone here <laughs> mm-hmm. So in fact,
2: Lucy for Tony Saunders, you said Rhea Ripley
1: I said Rhea Ripley retaining and uh, to Bring people into the tapings, Tony Storm winning at the next set of tapings?
2: I have got Tony Storm. My only the, press. the press is that I said earlier that a not having three field champions, I thought maybe I have 28 revenge after the main so that's the thing, then maybe it's Tony's time to take the bill. Uh, Gary?
0: Tony Storm's my pick. I think she's a superstar, and I can see her uh, being the leader of this division for, for a period
2: of time. Yeah, so Sorry, feet.
1: that was uh, that was our special guest uh, Lucy leaving <laughs> <laughs> there.
2: Master of subtleties, Lucy. Yes. <laughs> so it's three one in favour Tony Storm, and when I said it was Tony Storm time, because I couldn't have and they had that stupid cat phrase they've had her say on TV that Tony time. Like, <laughs> my God, is it I can just feel anything be more ungenuine than that? Anything more of a catchphrase that there is clearly like shoving to put on t-shirts or something like that.
1: Yeah, it's a very. <laughs> So very Tony the Tiger style.
2: Uh, <laughs> but you say I'm that. great. I was, so, I was so frustrated I couldn't get formulate words to
0: describe why I didn't like it. You say it's a poor catchphrase, but I know that when you're you're going to be in the car coming back from Blackpool wearing a Tony time t-shirt. Oh yes, absolutely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, did I not tell you is it's Tony time? I've always loved that catchphrase.
2: <laughs> Mainly, I'd probably be because I'd be so happy if she won. Mm-hmm. So like I said, three-one to put on that one. But move on to our main event, which is. Uh, the leader of gals, Joe Coffey, challenging Pete Dunne for the WWE UK Championship. That's why I say, why is this still called the WWE UK Championship and the other belts are called the NXT UK Women's and Tag Belts? Yeah, I think uh, it's how?
1: maybe, they maybe think moving it from WWE to NXT would yeah. be a sort of, not a demotion, but it's, it seems less than because obviously NXT is looked at as a developmental brand. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. and also you talked about how much a, fo- a part of NXT UK gals would be like it started at the UK tournament when uh, Joe and Mark uh, did a run-in and beat up some of the guys like Travis Banks and Mark Andrew and then the first day team's the been both kind of joining and they've kind of, been a, kind of been the dominant heels of the brand ever since and it's always felt like Joe and Pete were always going to collide, it was a matter of when, not if, especially after uh, Gibson was beaten by Dunn mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I was actually quite surprised, like I mentioned earlier, I've uh, rattled through about 18, 19 episodes of NXT the past few days and I've been skipping a lot of the entrances just to like make up time. Yeah. And when the Gallus theme song hit the other day I was sitting there going, Why are they using Mark Coffey's I C W theme song? It's
0: <laughs> a brilliant tune. Yeah, it is <laughs> an amazing tune because
1: the original sorta of Joe Coffey theme song they had, it wasn't like he's he's good one in I C W, it was just sorta of there. It just it, Know, it's one of those low-sounding ones that, like, when the crowd go over it, you actually can't hear the song. Yeah.
2: I mean, for all we can say about Mark Andrews and the constant Menchies band, at least he's got a proper song, and that's something that kind of seems generic like a lot of people do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that that is a good song to have, and I think the fact that you see it in the promo video for, uh, sorry, the Titantron video when Mark Coffey enters an ICW, it's like the soldiers walking to war. Yeah. And they're sort of like. They're defending their right to claim British wrestling as their own. I think that's a really good bump. Yeah, their boom, kingdom,
2: is they like say. yeah. say. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all about Beat Down as champion, the longest reigned singles champion in the modern era, surpassed Brock Lesnar, he surpassed Asuka. And also, he kind of makes Teller, whose reign is like 125 days, which doesn't seem that bad, but it makes it seem like Kane's one day reign by comparison <laughs> to his.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he managed to get Kane in there, didn't he? Yeah. Just right, right before the hour mark, squeeze a Kane reference in.
2: It's an ear to you, so I don't I'm mess pretty sure about. he's
1: got that in his notes One hour, get Kane reference Kane.
2: <laughs> I told you not to look at my notes <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so he's had it for quite a while And it kind of feels like If it's not now And the first ever takeover Because you know now at that moment You could walk away from like What do you remember from the first takeover It was the night Pete three and Finally ended mm-hmm. You're like, You feel know, like Wrestlemania is always that one moment You walk away from like take her streak ending Finally at if yeah. That's what everyone remembers that for Kind of more so than Brian's thing yeah. But if not coffee Like is there anyone left that can take it? Well, I
0: w- later on we were going to finish up the talk about predictions. So one of my predictions is that we might see Volter's debut, and his debut might be to attack the Pete done mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I can actually see uh, Joe Coffee winning it here. Uh,
0: he's actually he's my pick to win it.
1: Yeah, like you said, five hundred days as champion. A lot of people, like we, uh, myself, and Alan Lucas, all uh, fair earlier on today, were actually talking about. Pete Dunn's reign,
2: yeah,
1: and I I defended it by saying like obviously this is NXT UK, much mm-hmm. like NXT itself, you know, the main roster title in NXT was only defended seven times last year yeah. on television, and since he won the title in May 2017, so in the space of just under 18 months, mm-hmm. uh, this will be his 13th title defence, which on main roster looks sort of mm-hmm. God part-time champion, but. Compared to the likes of New Japan, Ring of Honor, NXT itself, it is a title defense on average every seven, six to seven weeks, and yeah. I think mm-hmm. I think he's done well with it. Obviously, there is the all oh, well he is defending it on the Indies, and a point Alan did make, which I did agree with. If he was defending it in the likes of ICW, Progress, OTT, you knew he wasn't going to lose it there mm-hmm. because it's WWE's belt. They want the title change, but I think he's been a great champion. I think he's been a fighting champion. But like Scott says, the moment you walk away from, and the fact that it's live, it's not taped. You know, yeah. if he had lost that title in Cambridge, yeah. by the time it held, no one would have cared. Yeah,
2: yeah, I know. Like that's one, that's one of the things. Sorry, yeah, you know, But okay. the thing that kind of took me out a wee bit from his title defenses in, in Cambridge and in Birmingham, like especially the Birmingham one against Devlin, that was a fantastic match, and they were good. But because you knew how foot long ago they were taped, you knew there was no way Don wasn't walking out with the belt.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that was before we moved to Gary, that was one point as well. I met to Alan, you know, three title defences in the space of eleven shows. Mm-hmm. Like that's never been done on the likes of NXT before. Yeah you've got to remember with the NXT UK
0: it really came about in the summer so we had um, Royal Albert Hall where he defended title against Gibson the first batch of tapings he defends the title against Noam Dar and then goes on to defend against Danny Burch and Jordan Devlin so for a a promotion that's only been going and Mm -hmm. it's had essentially four batches of shows Mm -hmm. he's had one title defence then and we'll have another one pair pair one and we'll have another one against um, Joe um, next week or sorry this week so I think that's a decent, yeah. you know, the champion is there, he's mm. on the shows, he's there, he's defending his title and, and it's just a, his title run has just predated the existence of a, a weekly vehicle for him to be present yeah. on. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like, sorry,
2: yeah. Uh, kind of in comparison to Brock Lesnar, where they like to say Brock Lesnar being the attraction when the champion, when he shows up with a bell, it's a moment to remember, but he's only, he usually just stands there and he rarely does defend about it, whereas when Pete Dunne shows up, in the very appearances, he does, he does mm. defend it, so he his, Appearances feel more of a video because like, Dunn's coming and he's defending the belt, so we're going to have a cracking main event.
1: Yeah, he obviously in NXT, uh, the original NXT, he's defended it against Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, Wolfgang. Uh, I believe he defended it once again against Pete Dunn. I can't remember. Against, he
2: defended was... it against himself. Sorry, like against. A
1: Ricochet, yeah, I defended it against Tyler Bate was the one I meant to say before Scott made me look like an arse
2: Well he's that good, he probably could fight himself yeah, yeah,
1: he could have a match for himself, we'd watch it um, He's also had uh, United States, uh, sorry, North American title matches, he's had champion versus champion non-title matches when he appeared on Raw and 205 mm-hmm. Live against Enzo Joe, who was Cruiserweight champion at the time He's
2: been in war games as well? He was
1: in war games, he is a mega star and I think I think his reign's been amazing and while his gimmick at the minute is that he, you can't get the title off him because he's so good. I think if Joe wins it, one it will make Joe a megastar in the eyes of the casual fans because he's the guy that ended Pete Dunne's, you know, over 500-day reign. But also his gimmick will, I believe, will be he's hard to get the title off, but not because he's so good, as because which he is yes, amazing it's because Gallus are there and Gallus will always have his back and yeah. I think mm-hmm. that could lead to what we mentioned Walter mm-hmm. that makes Walter look all the better if he debuts as I believe and then goes on to beat Joe without the title. Yeah. I just wanted to say about, about Joe how, how we said earlier about people taking
0: their opportunities and running with it and Joe Coffey's definitely done that he has Surprised me, pleasantly surprised me about how good he has been in this role. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's been really, I think the Gallus faction has been really entertaining, although the Wolfgang heel turn caused tears in my household. (laughs) Uh, Lucy was gutted that her hero, who she has a signed picture from, was now a bad guy and oh, I'm did sorry like did
1: the <laughs> did the reckless intent uh, legend that is Michael Chase the second picture I one of him not make it up to or no uh, <laughs> it is
0: it is their pride of place in her bedroom but not yeah. as um, not, in, not as you know, front and centre yeah. as Wolfgang was um, but that group have been really good I actually thought when the one of the reasons I say pleasantly surprised about, about Joe's role is it was a role I didn't see him in at this point. Mm-hmm. I seen him win it eventually. Mm-hmm. I thought the Coffee brothers were being brought on to be a tag team.
2: Yeah, yeah. in and that I th- way at first.
0: Yeah, and then... So I assumed that they'd be you know, sort of chasing the tag titles to begin mm-hmm. with. But the, the Gals faction I think has been really entertaining. I've really enjoyed how it's gone. And I think these guys will have a great match
1: on yeah. on Saturday. Something about why... I've not been the biggest fan of Joe Coffey and ICW Yeah, I me mean, neither uh, because when I, when I started going regular to ICW shows he was in his hiatus after losing the world title to BT Gunn he returns at uh, Baromania we set up the match for Shugs, and then unfortunately with the first set of tapings we don't get to see that match <laughs> so he was just sort of there at times and obviously with being in the Rudo faction he always had Rudo talking for him or. putting across his point, so I never seen much for Joe Coffey and I'd never seen him on a regular basis Mm -hmm. So I for obviously months I've been saying I don't like Joe Coffey I don't like Joe Mm Coffey and then obviously seeing him in a, a weekly vehicle as a heel seeing how good he can be and then seeing what like you said pleasantly surprised like honestly whenever I think someone's not as good as people make them out to be or if I don't find them as Good as they're rated to be, yeah. you're always pleasantly surprised. Because why you don't want to watch bad wrestling? You're yeah, always pleasantly no, no, surprised no. to be proved wrong. And Joe Coffey, <laughs> it, it might be news to me, but it's not news to the majority of British no. wrestling fans. And
0: before amazing. before Joe Turn and ICW joined up with Riddle, and he had this um, sort of just for. Because you guys probably didn't see it as much, played this um, Iron Man character yeah. was hugely popular yeah. and had some amazing matches. He had some great matches with Jack Gallagher in particular. I yeah, watched that P on underhand, yeah. It's well worth well, the first one they have is well worth going to they did a second one with and Iron Man match at Square Gold. Yeah. But the one before that's what's even better. All right. So he that's why I know
2: he'll have a great match, um because uh, also he's got a great opponent go up against Pete Gunn. Yeah. And Coffey uh, said on the recent uh, contract saying on, in Liverpool, he said the only reason you've had that belt for so is because I wasn't here. Mm-hmm. Which is a good point you make, and that he might prove himself right, you can back up what he says if he's going to win. And I don't think you need to worry about either guy if they lose because they're clearly guys that people, like Triple H, and or at least people higher up, do like. Because you both look like these look like Triple H guys, because if Dunn loses, he'll probably then slowly transition to the main NXT, because I do think he's kind of outgrowing this, so I think it's kind of his time to he yeah, slowly, fail. And maybe he make the occasional puns because he'll get that big pop. Because no matter where he goes, he gets a big pop. Mm-hmm. And uh, coffee, I don't think can look that bad if he loses. Though I do think he is going to win, and because he does seem like a Triple H guy. And Triple H is much, very much behind this brand. And for what, for now, I think Coffee's going to be his guy. To carry, carry it for a while. I mean,
0: one of the re- you make a good point, Scott. Because one of the reasons WWE is doing this is yes to put on a good product here in the UK, but it's to develop a batch of stars. And. Uh, success, a metric of success should be that they develop talent that go mm-hmm. on to eventually appear in and rod smackdown mm-hmm. on a weekly basis so dunn was one of the uh, guys that featured in that all-star 10-man tag match that they had at, at madison square garden yeah. over mm-hmm. christmas so if he's been selected to be part of that that's a big big signal of where yeah. the,
2: the value of wwe places. because he's in because not just any other arena it's 30s mecca like madison square mm-hmm.
1: garden yeah he's in there with you know like likes of undisputed era Quite clearly, other people triple H have put a lot of time into. They only mm-hmm. lose the the classic heels. They only lose when the odds are fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Champ and Gargano to mega stars who have had feud of the year this year were in that match. It was you had the mm-hmm. Velveteen Dream, you had Alistair Black, you had uh, Matt Riddle, you had Ricochet was the North American champion, so he's on. It's. Not like in WWE where at times when the brand split wasn't a thing.
2: Yeah.
1: You had maybe one guy as a US champion, like John Cena was US champion, it was up here, right but Ryback's IC title it was down here. Yeah. It's not that way in NXT, it's not a oh well you're the you're the champ of the other brand, No, It's when you come over, you're on a par with your guy. Yeah,
2: and like you can just put a picture of the guys in this man and you put a bit of it, Triple H's boys <laughs> <laughs> and I think what like you said this team like coffee when you first came was gonna be in a tad team way Mark. And if they had stuck with the tag team and not joined Wolfgang, I could easily have seen them becoming the first tag team champions. Mm-hmm. But as it sounds, they're not. And I think Coffee is going to walk away with us, You would disagree?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. I think so. It's if you're going to change the title, if you're going to end Pete Dunne's reign, when do you end yeah. it? Yeah, it has to be live. It's got to be live. And if you want to lay down a marker, the first ever NXT UK takeover show. Yeah. You know this, this. You know it would be. Uh, I'm I'm trying to avoid using the word historic, but I can't think of a better <laughs> uh, one to do it.
1: It
0: would be. Uh, I used the earlier. Oh no, you
1: take me that. Hint. No. <laughs> monumental <laughs> doesn't he have the same ring. Start yelling it, does it? Yeah. No, I. I actually think this could be, another way to make obviously Joe Coffee a megastar because they were mentioning how. They were British wrestling, you know, Joe Coffey's been doing this for 10 plus years, Wolfgang's been doing it for 10 plus years Same with Mark Coffey, I believe if they truly want to make megastars, like the likes of Mustache Mountain or even Mark Andrews who had a large US following through his time in TNA and on the indies there
2: Yeah
1: I think you could maybe see the rematch for this mm-hmm. at the US NXT, t- we keep calling it US NXT, t- NXT uh, It's original. hard to tell, what
2: it was. Yeah. If, if you say normal NXT it sounds like there's something wrong with NXT UK Yeah
1: it is it's, <laughs> You could maybe have the rematch at the WrestleMania weekend NXT TakeOver Maybe do a Fatal 4-Way, maybe add some other people in mm-hmm. Just to get names on that card Because one, it makes that card a lot more attractive And two, it makes your UK brand seem as important mm-hmm. Like, we like them that much that we're bringing them over for this Because yeah. I, mm-hmm. I feel Dunn and Joe would be wasted just filling access matches mm-hmm. Yeah, I
2: think it seems unanimous that we think Joe Coffey's going I wanted to take some uh, five minutes of potential surprise. We've already talked about Vultor uh, making his debut. He said we've not talk about being the part of the European expansion because mm-hmm. he said previously he wouldn't go to NXT when he was off. Because he was off the contract him kind of at the same time Keith Lee was and Keith Lee also took it. But he didn't want to move to the US and move to Florida like all the other guys have to do. But if he's part of the European, imagine he's known in the UK, he's also comfortable coming out of the UK and may expand into Europe and Austria so he wouldn't have to go far too often. So I say, does seem like a good fit for him? Like, but we do we do like we usually do NXT takeovers where they appear in the crowd, or can you see him coming out and confronting somebody?
1: I can see him Samoa Joe style.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, I was gonna say Adam Cole, but I was more a lot that sneaky heel attack. I can see uh, Coffee and the Gallus Boys, which sounds like a band for the sixties. Coffee and the Gallus Boys. <laughs> <laughs> you can see them uh, attacking Pete Dunne after the match, you know, insult to injury sort of thing. <laughs> and then much like Samoa Joe did when Owens was attacking Sami Zayn
0: uh-huh.
1: You have Walter come out and they head for the hills You don't you don't give away the confrontation or the physicality straight away mm-hmm. You just have Walter maybe have them rough up Mark and Wolfgang yeah. But Joe escapes you know And then you've also got Walter who has a massive falling But you've also got Joe the heel with something else to moan about Like you took my moment, that was my moment, that uh-huh. wasn't your moment
2: And plus if he came out here as a face he'll get a big reaction and out there, the show will end on a high because it does seem like if a heel wins the title the It feels like the show has ended on a bit of a downer mm-hmm. But uh, I like that idea but I also kind of like the idea of him coming out if he confronts Dave Masters at the end of his match Because Dave Masters says I like guys who are mass size who hit hard as hard as me because he wants evenly matched mm-hmm. a Mast- Mastiff Oh you mean Mastiff, Mastiff.
1: Yes, yes yes Dave Fr- the, that,
2: that classic rivalry France versus Austria <laughs> <laughs> Yes But yeah he comes out And he squares off Emily And we build this Next big man V family The next eagle And I'm hoping for that moment his first match on XE UKDB Where a jobber like, Squares up to him On one side of the ring Rogers over to him And chops into the other side Of the ring Just off
1: I think we <laughs> Obviously he's a heel At the minute But Going up against the coffees who are established heels and broken, uh, they could easily change us. Marcel Barthel, who is Walter's tag partner, w- is WXW. He's, he's
2: uh, tag he was, as Alex Peter Jr. part of Ring Camp along with uh, Timothy Thatcher.
1: So he's there. Uh, Fabian Hightner's there. Who is? By the way, he is an amazing tag, Yeah, definitely. I, I like, absolutely love him. I, I'm glad that they took him out of NXT US because he's been wasted there. Definitely. But. Um, yeah, have him, have the three of them maybe go up against Gallus, that's his backup, even though he doesn't need it Yeah You could still have, you know, the dark match of the next ta- takeover uh-huh. Coffee and Wolfgang against Barset and Eichner And then yeah. leading to the title match, so I do mm-hmm.
2: definitely see that, Him, um, if he's gonna come in, if he's gonna be a part of the team, they two be a perfect fits for him hmm
1: Really?
2: Like, yeah, and I'm really hoping to see you all because we've seen him at Suge's house party night one against BT and It yes, was a great ch-
1: match Chop-fist <laughs> Yeah
2: you just, all you need to do if you don't know him is go on YouTube and say, Walter Chops. Jesus Christ, yeah. Not for the faint of heart, really, is it?
1: No, he, he messed up a fair few people's chests this year. Yeah. Did he not, not cave in somebody's rib cage at one point?
2: I No, yeah, I do remember seeing a wrestler put, put on Twitter a picture of his chest after Walter was done, and he was all bruised and oh, purple and all that. So, Jesus Christ. Hope no one's eaten during this we
1: yeah. are. How does that look? Like we, I spoke to Scott the other day about Joe Coffey's finisher, all the best for the bells, you know, using a, a classic Scottish saying. Could we maybe have BT guns start chopping people and just call it hell slap it into you?
2: We do about do kind of the total elimination, like what they would be there with some sweet Or kicks out one be up there for thinking, Doing there for dancing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is why I need to go to. Work or college. The, 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 these past few days, all I've spent doing is watching wrestling and thinking about utter shite yeah.
2: Also, don't coffee always seems to problem when somebody ducks that move Maybe it's because you shout a full sense before you hit the move Because you feel <laughs> the need to just shout the, move, the name of the move before he hits it
1: Yeah, I think it is why they want. I, I loved his one against like, uh,
2: shout, like shouting, I'm gonna punch you and be surprised right when someone ducks your punch
1: <laughs> Yeah, I love the one against Travis Banks where Travis Banks blocks it mm-hmm. And the block is that powerful that it spins coffee around yeah. And he hits him on the way back round. <laughs> I did
2: like when it was said uh, hero went for the spring of DD He sprung through it, and he came back. He just got caught with the lariat. Yeah, he fun yeah. while he's back with friends through. So he didn't know it was coming.
1: It was actually up until last night where I was just like, oh, I don't really like Joe Coffey, and obviously having to watch so many of these Nxts in a row. Yeah, and with him being promptly featured and having great matches, you know, he's only really had I believe two matches since he came back. Xw had the tag match the night before, Fear and loathing, and then.
2: No, I think he's had a couple of fake like Club matches but they were mm-hmm. just kind of far and far between because he was keeping on he'd be there and then yeah, he wouldn't yeah. be there than he was. He well, wasn't.
1: he's had, obviously, he had the match at the last TV tape against Liam Thompson, which was good. He had the, the match at Fear and Loathing.
2: And he's gonna what what should be a, a great match coming up at the square is with Ilya Dragunov for the Z O G title. Yeah,
1: so he, he had them and, like, they were good matches but there weren't really much to, like, change my opinion on them. Yeah. And it was just sitting, it was, like, 2 in the morning and it's like... I wouldn't hate it if he won. <laughs> I actually really enjoyed this faction. I like Wolfgang, I like Mark Coffey. Joe, like I said, you know, somebody proves you wrong, you don't mind it in wrestling.
2: Yeah.
1: And yeah, he's my pick to win it and I was just watching looking at them. I wouldn't mind if you won that match. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. And I think that match at the Hydro especially suffered because it was essentially a straightforward wrestling match and we just had that with Flash and Hendred in the the match before. It just felt like the same old thing. Yeah. But, uh, I don't think there's much more we can really say about NXT UK other than regardless of who wins, it's going to be a fantastic night wrestling-wise.
1: Yeah. And fun. the fact that
2: we're going to be there for that, we can see we're there for the first ever historic, <laughs> first ever historic, monumental NXT UK takeover. Yeah.
0: When the tickets when it got announced, I, was like, I have to get I have definitely. To get yeah,
1: it. I can't miss it. I can't miss it. I currently am working part time hours and going to college, and I am a skint student, as I have not uh, <laughs> after going from forty hours a week. I have not edited my lifestyle as I refuse to do it. So Scott went buying the tickets and I went, how much was it? Uh, it was thirty quid. I went. Tell you what, that's my Christmas present. He goes, what? I went. Do not buy me anything for Christmas. I do not want anything for Christmas. It, I am scared but I am going to that takeover. And
2: I'm buying some heroes anyway. <laughs> <Yeah,
1: yeah. laughs> I mean, one of the th- things to say about this one is that the
0: venue's was about three thousand people at seats. It's, it, it's, it's, yeah. it's a
2: really good venue and a fair sized crowd there. Yeah. yeah.
0: So and it sold out really quickly um, within minutes. Really didn't it? But also, you know, WWE's can kind of They could have charged more for these tickets than they didn't. They they didn't do. I think front row tickets were fifty quid, and twenty five tickets for the um, for the rest of, of the tickets. So that's you know to be fair to them,
1: that's not too bad. Yeah. It's part well, I me. Mean, I wasn't expecting you to come when I, mean, I was taking a drink. But uh, yeah, they didn't charge as much. Obviously, we've moaned before at the price of WWE house show mm-hmm. prices. Uh-huh. I think they realised if they're going to come to the UK and they want the following, that they do need to limit the the price they put on tickets
2: yeah definitely and like it's a good venue and it's where it started so you can get why this particularly was because for most people we would stand out take over what we had take over new orleans chicago brooklyn blackpool
1: yeah <laughs> is that just rolls
2: off the tongue yeah
0: is not happen
2: i think this is for a while this is gonna be, takeover. They're gonna be the closest we have to having proper pay-per-views in the uk because everyone talks about when we get the next pay-per-view i think for a while we're just going to have this
1: and maybe this testing award the for a real a main, not real but a main roster show comes over Yeah because I did it before with the normal uh, NXT it was um, NXT Takeover London
2: Yeah
1: and it truly baffled me the fact that we didn't have more or the fact that when we were doing two pay-per-views a month <sighs> you know Ron like why they didn't maybe in like February you know it's mm-hmm. the road to WrestleMania so people want to get invested
0: Definitely
1: Bring Raw over and then maybe the month before Survivor Series bring a Smackdown one over and then you can maybe have one or two raw guys yeah. travel over and attack people you know because if you're doing two pay-per-views a month well you could do one on a Saturday and yeah. quite frankly a Saturday one would probably get more views
2: yeah cause, and also like NXT when they did uh, London they started doing a UK tour in the lead up to it so you could do a win a, a UK pay right at the end of your European tour and you could call the tour the road to insert pay-per-view name here too yeah exactly obviously not that kind of name would be too long but yeah and obviously as we've seen from previous shows I'm watching NXT UK This is going to be a very loud crowd With some very unique chants Which the commentators Are not going to be able to explain Because you're a very unique and Really uncomplimentary Whereas the ring is here A wild crowd tonight Here in <laughs> UK
1: Yeah I don't want to Grass her in As she was a guest earlier But you know I'm hoping Lucy can Keep her language to a minimum when she, was, <laughs> when she started chanting To Zach Gibson We don't like you I mean I'm all for a bit of banter, But some people just take it Far too far <laughs>
2: I mean <laughs> Me see- you know he's a character on television but he has feelings yeah
1: he has feelings
2: <laughs> i think that's we should wrap up there guys uh well, thank you for my panel and thank you scott you're welcome uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fucking eagle on that boy yeah, yeah. So yes remember be sure if all of us at suplex Treat. there'll probably be some live treating during takeover whether by us there or whoever's watching it from home the yeah. unlucky buggers who couldn't come with us
1: yeah me and sarah plan to do maybe a instagram takeover and all of us have access to the twitter page so we will probably be posting throughout the day or our road to NXT TakeOver Blackpool, we could see Gary get more and more frustrated <laughs> as we get to the venue having to put up with the four of us in his car. So oh. We
0: also have a roving reporter yes, to do
1: Lucy, live broadcast. Yes, Lucy Kernahan on the scene, <laughs> on assignment. <laughs> you see videos of us just sitting in the back of the
2: car. Gary, are we there yet? No. <laughs> are we there yet? If you ask one more time, I'm throwing you in the car.
1: Ross, stop playing with the radio.
2: Mm-hmm. Just turning the video On the road again The road to take over Saps here Yeah, <laughs> to sign so yeah, uh, yeah, Stay tuned And make sure you Watch all our shows In our back dialogue Like it's coming up This week we've got the Royal Rumble quiz So it by Ross, Good luck to you with this one
1: Yeah we have Gary and Lucy Playing as a team I don't think that's fair But if Cool can hold The t- women's title together Then I'm sure if they win
0: We'll defend the title Using the free bird rule Yes
1: So <laughs> <laughs> you, Ollie, and uh, Lucy. <laughs> yeah, um, it's going to be Gary and Lucy, yourself, David Hockney, David Campbell, Andy Mitchell, Josh Hong, Stacy Smith, Stephen Strachan, and as always, there in the studio, Kwaku Adje, who will have a horrible time trying to organise this. And I do apologise in advance. Like how Stephen managed to avoid any blame for it by yeah. not appearing on the show. <laughs> like, yeah, Kwaku, good luck with this. It was all Ross's idea. Bye. And leaves. <laughs> yes.
2: I sit in anticipation of my impending victory? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's all from us. Thank you for listening, and enjoy NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool. Do pill.
0: Listen, cunts, I don't care what the f*** you think you're doing, whatever you think is more important in your life, you honking bag of d*** tips. You know what you should be doing? You should be going online, you should be subscribing, you should be listening to the back catalogue of Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet, whatever the f*** You're doing that's what you should be doing. I don't care if it's your mom's birthday, I don't care if she's feeling contractions. Get on it right now.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network
0: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky,
1: lucky.